the fourth mansion chapter two of the interior castle this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by Anne Boulay. the interior castle or the mansions by saint teresa of avila translated by the reverend john dalton the fourth mansion chapter two the same discourse is continued and by a comparison she explains what is meant by tenderness in prayer oh my lord how much i have digressed i have already forgotten the subject i was speaking about for business and sickness have compelled me to put off my writing till i had more leisure and then having a bad memory also i do everything without any order because i cannot review what i have written and who knows that perhaps whatever i say is without method and confused at least it seems so to me i think i have said concerning spiritual consolations that they are sometimes mixed with our passions and they carry with them certain fits of sobbing i have even heard tell of some persons whose heads have been affected thereby and certain external motions have likewise followed which they could not stop and this with such violence as to make the blood gush out of their nostrils with other painful things of these i can say nothing because i have no experience therein but they afford us comfort because as i have said all ends at last in a desire of pleasing god and of enjoying him but those which i call divine delights and which i have named elsewhere the prayer of quiet are of another nature as those amongst you who through the mercy of god have experienced them will understand in order to understand the subject better let us imagine we see two springs together with two cisterns that are filled with water for i find no comparison more adapted for explaining spiritual subjects than this of water and this i account for because i have little knowledge and my ability is but of little service and because i am a great lover of this element which i have considered more deeply than other matters for many and deep secrets must necessarily be found in all those things which have been created by so great and wise a god and hence we may gain much benefit from considering them just as they do who understand them though i believe that the very smallest creature which god has made even the smallest ant contains in it much more than we generally imagine now these two cisterns are supplied with water in different ways the one from a distance by several pipes and with great skill and the other is filled by the very rising of the water without any noise at all if the source be abundant as that is of which we are speaking it sends forth a great stream after it has filled the cistern here pipes laid by art are needless since the water never fails but runs continually you see here the difference for the water which comes through pipes resembles in my opinion the tenderness and pleasure spoken of before which we draw through our meditation for these we draw from our thoughts by the help of creatures in the meditation and by tiring the understanding in a word as they are obtained by our diligence they make a noise when we are filled with the benefits which as i said they cause in the soul to the other cistern the water comes from its proper source which is god and thus when his majesty wills and is pleased to bestow some supernatural favor he produces it with excessive and most abundant peace quiet and delight in our interior without our discovering whence or how it comes neither are this joy and delight felt in the heart as the joys of the world are i mean they are not felt at first 
but afterwards every part is filled, and the water goes through all the mansions and powers, till it reaches even to the body. And therefore I said that it begins in God and ends in ourselves, because the whole exterior man, as those will find who have experienced this, enjoys this pleasure and sweetness. While I am now writing these words, I am thinking of the above-mentioned verse, Thou hast dilated my heart, dilataste cormeum. He says, He has dilated the heart. It does not seem to me, as I said, that it is a thing which takes its rise from the heart, but from some other more interior part, as a profound deep. I think it must be the center of the soul, as I afterwards understood, and as I shall explain more in detail, for I discover, indeed, such wonderful secrets within us, as often to astonish me. But how many more are? O oh, my Lord and my God, how wonderful is thy greatness! Yet here we live, like so many silly swains, imagining we have attained some knowledge of thee, and yet it is indeed as nothing." for even in ourselves there are great secrets which we do not understand. I say, as nothing, when compared with the treasures found in thee, though even from thy works we discover very sublime greatnesses respecting thee. Returning then to this verse, I think that which will suit my purpose best is this dilation. When this heavenly water begins to rise from the source I spoke of, in the inmost recess of the soul, our whole interior seems to be enlarging and dilating and producing certain delights which cannot be expressed. Neither can the soul understand what this is which is here given to her. A certain fragrance is diffused, as if, I may say so, some odiferous perfumes were cast into a brazier, without any light being seen, or the place whence the odor comes. But the heat and delicious scent pass through the soul, and very frequently, as I have said, the body shares in this delight. See that you properly understand me, for neither is any heat felt nor smell perceived, since it is something more subtle than these. I speak thus to make you understand me. Let those persons who have not experienced these things know that this is the truth, that it is understood, and that the soul understands it more clearly than I now mention it. This is not a thing that can be imagined, since with all our diligence we cannot acquire it. Hence, it is manifest that it is not of our own coin, but of the purest gold of divine wisdom. Here the powers, in my opinion, are not united, but absorbed and astonished, as it were with the wonders they behold. It is possible that in treating of these interior subjects, I may in some way contradict what I have said elsewhere, and no wonder, for it is about fifteen years since I wrote the book and perhaps our Lord has now given me clearer insight into these things than he did then. Both now and then I have made mistakes in everything, but I cannot tell an untruth, for by the divine grace I would rather suffer a thousand deaths. I speak on what I understand. The will clearly seems to me to be united in some way with that of God, but these truths of prayer are best known afterwards by their effects, for there is no better crucible to try them by. Our Lord bestows a very great favor, if he who receives these gifts should understand them. It is an extraordinary favor if he should not return back. You, my daughters, wish immediately to be possessed of this prayer, and with reason, since the soul without, as I have said, is never able to understand the favors which our Lord bestows upon her here, and with what affection. He attracts her nearer and nearer to himself. It is certain that she desires to know how this favor is obtained. I will tell you what I have learned regarding it. 
let us submit when our lord is pleased to bestow it since his majesty wills it so and not otherwise our lord knows why let us not trouble ourselves concerning this after we have done what those in the preceding mansions do let us practice humility humility is the virtue by which our lord suffers himself to be overcome and to grant us whatever we desire of him the first mark by which you may discover whether you possess this virtue is to think yourselves unworthy of these favors and delights from our lord nay that you do not deserve to have them at all during your life you may ask me how are these things to be obtained if we are not to seek after them i answer there is no better means than that which i have mentioned and we should not seek them for the following reasons first because the chief thing which is necessary for this object is to love god without interest secondly because it shows a little want of humility that we should imagine we can obtain such a great favor by our miserable services thirdly because the true and most proper preparation for this object is a desire for suffering and imitating our lord and not for having delights since we have offended him so much fourthly because his majesty is not bound to give them to us as he is to give us eternal glory if we observe his commandments for we may be saved without these delights and he knows better than we do what is the fittest for us and for those who truly love him what i say is indeed true i know some who proceed as they ought by the way of love in order solely to serve jesus christ crucified who not only do not ask him for delights nor desire them but they beg of him not to bestow them in this life this is the truth fifthly because we should only labor in vain for as this water does not pass through pipes like the former unless the spring supplies it all our labor will be of little use i may say that with all our meditation and all our struggles and tears this water will not come for it is bestowed only on him to whom god shall please to give it and often when the soul thinks the least about it we are his sisters let him do with us as he pleases and lead us whatever way he wills i firmly believe that whoever will truly humble and annihilate themselves i say truly because we must not act according to our fancy which often deceives us but i mean we should be wholly disengaged from everything our lord will not fail to bestow this and many other favors upon them which we know not how to desire may he be praised and blessed for ever amen end of the fourth mansion chapter two